Hey everybody, on this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're breaking down Season 4, Episode 15, Terms of Service. Constantine in hell, meeting Astra, we have Nora becoming the fairy godmother, and boy, uh, Ray Palmer becoming just an app wizard. <laughs> so much to break down, plus will Dave sneeze? Find out next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Oh, yes, there oh, we go. Yeah. Boom, it's the AfterBuzz uh, show. Uh, oh, uh, oh, four uh. legends of tomorrow. Uh, get ready. Uh, Dave and I will be touring. We'll be putting our concert release dates there. Uh, yep. yep. Touring dates at the end of this episode. So, you know, you know see us on tour. Get our merch. We'd be excited to yeah, have the, you there. Check out the Moran Child. <laughs> That's the name of our band and uh, <laughs> dance troupe. Love it. Can't wait. Uh, folks, uh, welcome to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, breaking down every episode of the Legends of Tomorrow, airing Monday nights there on the CW. I am Frank Moran. Oh, I'm Dave Childs. <laughs> hey. hey. And making us look good and sound even better is Jonathan in the booth. Yo, what's yeah. up? Yes. <laughs> As always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe five. to the YouTube channel. Subscribe. And you know what? Dave Child has got a laptop here. Ooh. Look at this. Boom. MacBook. Bam, 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 bam. I'm ready to chat it up with you. What do you think of all them nipples Gary's got? What do you think about them? Tell me. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, this will be a, a nipple exclusive chat. Yeah, If you're not talking about nipples. Only talk about. Please, please, please. <laughs> only talk about nipples in the chat. Uh, no, don't. Before <laughs> before we dive into this episode in detail, in niptastic detail, Dave Child, what did you think about it overall? I, um, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, I don't know, this was, uh, this was not a strong episode for me. I don't. It's not one of the. I, I think I love. I'm loving their bottle episodes the most, and I don't know about where they're going with this. The thing I did like about it was Evil Ray's neurons uh, plot device. I actually like the not looking at the terms of service because none of us are doing that. Very true. And in a way, it's, we are selling our souls. By souls, we mean data. Two people we don't realize we're doing that to. So it is kind of a nice, like, real-world connection. That was my favorite part of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and I have complained on here numerous episodes that I feel like the stakes aren't very high yeah. in terms of what the bad guy wants. Right. Uh, but I also feel now kind of revealing what the bad guy wants, which is to take over hell, and he's going to do that by getting a massive influx of souls to this user agreement. Yeah. I feel like that's something that you really can't, show too early because it's a pretty easy way to defeat them. All everybody has to do is, oh, this is the user agreement. Let's just tell everybody. Right. So I feel like you can't do that too far out before the season finale. Well, yeah, but they could have also, they could have set up the fact that he wants more souls to defeat hell. Yes. Right? That's they true. couldn't, like, then we'll, then it'll be like, how is he going to get all those souls? What is his master plan? And then leading to this was a great way of doing it. Like, and then always oh, doing it to get this app and people selling their souls for the app. That would have been more. We would have had a bit. We would have seen the arc coming at least. We would try to like stop Neuron from gaining souls for the past couple of episodes. You know, if yeah. we knew that was his motive. Now, I mean, let's be honest though. In terms of how 
how long Neuron's been in Ray's body? How long would you imagine he's been in Ray Palmer's body? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Two weeks in the context of the show? Oh, in the context of the show. <clears throat> That's... I feel like it's only been a couple of days. So I'm looking at that. I want to know how long that Neuron has had this app idea as his end goal. Because is it being Ray Palmer? Is that did he get the idea after he was Ray Palmer? He had access to all this tech and he right. built it off the Palmer brand. I feel or was like, this always the idea? Well, he was always trying to get all those monsters. Yes, but was he going to use the, the app as the way to kind of suck them in? I think so. I think the app has always been the end goal, but the monsters were the way to get people to be scared. In order to get the app, I, I get to admit, I think I would rather than seeing the the side of uh, them just trying to hunt down all these monsters and contain them within the bureau. Feels like they're all going to play Pokemon Go, right? <laughs> I wanted to see more of the. Like, I wanted to see like what does the app actually do? <laughs> yes, like once you get signed in there and it's called Eyes, do you get to see who's a monster and who's not? I, that must be what it is, I like guess. augmented reality, but it's like a monster. <laughs> yeah, that's I. I did the voice for the app uh, for eyes. That's true. Download it, guys. So if you download it, sell your soul in neuron, uh, you'll hear my voice going monster <laughs> every time you find a monster. That's Dave Child. I know him. Yeah, I, I do. Oh, in the in the chat, by the way, we have uh, some people saying what they liked about the episode. Hmm. Is one, they're glad they're tying up loose ends from Constantine, uh, Silhouette Animator. And also Silhouetted Animator says they love the little gnome. I got a question for fans of the show that are watching this. We were trying to debate about this. We just watched it, so we didn't have time to look it up. Have we seen that gnome in this show before? I think the gnome was like a cutaway gag, like the beginning of the episode. Like, we just got this gnome, and then go to the main adventure. I think so, too. But I don't remember exactly what context the gnome is. Yeah. So if you remember where the gnome happens or comes up, please let us know. I'm curious about that. Uh, So we, to go into the episode in a little bit more detail, we started off with our boy Gary. Yeah. You know, he gets uh, bonded to the fairy godmother after she gets released from mm-hmm, hell. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it looks like, I think his first wish was to wish for three nipples. Yeah, it seems like it. And then his second wish was like a massage. Uh, yeah, and understandable. I mean, he had one nipple bitten off twice. Yeah. So he wishes for a third one just it's always good to have a spare. It, to be honest, I mean, and I'm going to ask you to put yourself in the mindset of Gary Green. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've nipples. got your nipple bitten off twice by, mm-hmm. uh, by nipples, two nipples. kind of demon, demonic monsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which one was better? I don't know what you're well, asking. Would you, when Which you have the opportunity, better? you get a chance to have a, a, a nipple, you know, we could wish a nipple back. Would you want a third nipple? Would you wish for a third nipple? No, no. Unless it was a magic third nipple. If he had, yeah. a, and also, the, what's with the placement, Gary? Like, yeah. you could wish it at any point. And you put it like he put it like down here. At least get it right in the center, you know. Yeah, is that where you put? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you had to wish for, let's dive into All right, let's it. Do let's it. talk about the tough questions. Mm-hmm. If you had to wish for a third nipple, where would you put that nipple? I mean, I guess it's got to go on your chest, so it's got to go there. Does it? I think so. Does it though? Because then, like, what's the point? What's the point of having a third nipple you can never see? Be a nice little surprise, like on your butt. That would be weird, because you would have to sit on your nipple, and nipples uh, can get rather tender. That's true. Like, I, mean, I can't imagine, like, you get chafed nipples from running around. Like, put it on your butt, who knows? Yeah, but I mean, you could. You wouldn't want to put it on your arm. I mean, what's the point of having a nipple on your arm? You yeah, gonna... I guess that's true. I think maybe the back might be interesting, just because it's like, am I coming or going? 
Ooh, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's a great sound effect we got going. <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. I mean, I, I guess if you had it on your arm, you could tell if you were cold because it would it would perk up. Right, right. Yeah, it would be like, how, co- how cold is it? How aroused am I? Yeah. Oh. Boink. Right there. Boink. That's right. <laughs> That's come on. There you Get go with those sound effects. It's surprising. I'm surprised. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Thank you. The the chat is not blowing up with this hot nipple talk that we're we're doing. All right. That's oh, fine, we I also guess. have a question in the let's you know we're 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 talking about the important things in the uh, chat. Rabner twenty eight uh, asks, "Does a boob come with it?" That's I mean, a whole different. That's a whole different. I mean, it looks bang. like it doesn't because we just see that third nipple. Just, no, it's just it, there. it is just the nipple. I, I don't know if that was a... I mean, I guess he, with the fairy cop there, you have unlimited wishes. But still, I don't think a third nipple is a great thing to spend any sort of wish time on. Well, Gary's not great at this. <laughs> I think that's what we're learning. Gary also is like, I guess he was kind of taken over by an evil nipple in the in the last episode. Because he's not acting quite as evil in this one. He's not taking over people's minds. And we do feel like he's maybe still evil throughout most of it. And then we find out he's just has a really weird way of trying to keep people safe by the end of it. That's that's kind of the journey we're on. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Uh, given how, I mean, at least certainly I, and maybe to a lesser extent you felt about Gary at the end of last episode. How do you feel about him now at the end of this episode? Well, the last one I was like, oh, this he's evil, but I feel like he's taken over by an evil hell nipple. So, in this sense, I was like, okay, we're going to see where he is now. Now, I I feel like what happened was they did set up in the beginning uh, some stuff where it was the fairy godmother trying to force him to wish them to hell, wish them to do some terrible things. And in response to that, that's when he's like, okay, no, I'm going to wish for a book club. I'm going to wish for this. And then his insecurities did pop up in that. I think a bit too much. I think he was way too much of an insecure person. I I don't know if they really should forgive Gary after at the end of the day, like they kind of do. It's kind of a big CW hug at the end of this episode, like letting Gary in. Yeah, and it felt like it didn't feel completely earned to me. No, not I didn't think so either. But I do feel like he didn't have the worst intentions. He was just super insecure because he was trying to keep them safe. I I don't know. I mean, but the dude hypnotized her like a whole time bureau led to the takeover. That I think was evil nipple. That I'm putting, I'm I'm kind of shelving that as evil nipple, and then we go into this with good third nipple Gary, evil nipple Gary, third nipple Gary, third nipple Gary is actually good but is trying to be subtle in the way that he's keeping his friends safe. And by doing that, he's forcing them to hang out with him. And his insecurities do pop up, and he lashes out by, like, you know, making everyone ugly or dance and stuff. But he's still, in the end, trying to, you know, not hurt them. I think, though, one way to undercut yourself in terms of, uh, as, as like, an authority figure or, like, hey, I'm in charge now is to wear somebody else's costume. Yeah, but hey, we got a costume. <laughs> Great. I know. We I... Were, we, everyone was waiting, like, <laughs> where are the costumes? Don't worry. Here's one <laughs> in this episode. 
It's kid steel. Yeah, that that's great. I, I, like, how would he, how is he expecting anybody to go like? You know, Gary, you're right. We should take you more seriously. No, he's not. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. All he's doing is just trying to be like, okay, everyone's in the same room, everyone's okay, and no, no one's being killed. But he went. Into, he could have just done that in his in his time bureau suit. He yeah, went and deliberately went to go put on. This is going to be cool. Yeah, no, Gary's terrible. I think really Gary's shown to be a terrible person. He's not a good person, uh, but he's has good intentions. I don't know. There's some weird line there, but I, I feel like he's not he's not being great. I mean, Mick has done some crappy stuff to the legends in the course of the show. Uh, do you feel anything that Mick has done is... Mm. Do you feel like what Gary's done is worse than anything that Mick has done? What Gary's done is worse than what Mick has done. So, I mean, because the team has, has, you know, forgiven Mick, welcomed him back in. Yeah, but Mick hasn't really done... He's just stopped short of, like... The worst thing I can do, uh, he's done in recent memory, was try to kill, like, Ray while he's... Yeah. Neurons taking over him. It's been a little while, because they, they did have, like, they were at Crossroads, and then they had a big heart-to-heart about yeah. the legends and family and, and still respecting Mick. And, I mean, he used the book and stuff, but that didn't feel like he... I don't know, he hasn't really done anything that bad recently. All right. I'm surprised, by the way, when Gary did lash out at Mick... And turned him into a baby. That all that happened was he got a pacifier and was standing in a crib. What was that? Could you not afford to just bring in a baby for ten seconds? Yeah, like one of the producers, just bring your baby to set. Someone has to have a baby. No, that that was the fairy godmother. I was like, come on, that's all you're gonna have her do? That's you. Like you could say she's phoning it in. Yeah, and there was like it was just costume changes. Also, I really wanted to hear Mick's voice come from the baby, even though like "Come on, Gary," you know, like, <laughs> and, but it's coming from a little baby. That would be great, like the E Trade baby. Yeah, we need more E Trade baby. E Trade baby, where are you right now? What's going on with you? Uh, After Buzz, brought to you by <laughs> the E Trade baby, not E Trade. That's right. <laughs> Delicious. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing I wanted to know is I learned about Ava's character because she seems such a stickler for rules, right? Don't you think mm-hmm. she's always following proper procedure, proper protocol when it comes to dealing with anything that's Time Bureau related? Right. You got to fill out your starter paperwork. Uh, you know, we can't just be, you know, flaunting the rules and do what you want when you want to do it. Uh-huh. For issues with Sarah. We see, though, as they're kind of doing their apologies to Gary, it's like, you know, I've always taken you for granted. Having you do my laundry, having you work overtime, unpaid, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, does that strike you? I've, I feel like that line struck me out of character for Ava. For somebody that is such a big, uh, I'm going to follow proper rules and policy, to have somebody working overtime and not paying them seemed like a line that was out of character for Ava. Mm, I think if you have someone as insecure as Gary and he's offering to do it and you kind of say yes once begrudgingly and then you keep saying yes. I feel like it's one of those things where it's just like, come on, uh, no, no, don't worry about paying me. No, I'll just do your laundry. I just want to hang out. And it's like, no, you really should. Okay, okay, just this once. And then the next day when you still need laundry done. Not just because that much easier to say yes? Yeah. It's like it's a slippery slope. It's a poison. It's a poison. There you go. Do you want to do my laundry later? No. All right. We'll That's see. how you do it, Gary. <laughs> you just say no sometimes. <laughs> Also, <laughs> the collector, he wanted to talk about the collector, and what was really creepy, Gary, was when he's like, yeah, sure, he's holding people hostage, but it's only because he's lonely. The, I believe, I haven't read the collector, but I believe it's about someone who is lonely and is starts kidnapping people. 
Well, so what a delightful book. Let's read it uh, and talk about it more. I wish I could. I wish I could read it magically like that, though. I wish I could read any book magically yeah. that fast. That would be incredible. I, I've always wanted to learn how to speed read because I, I always love the people that like do it with their hands and they just like run it on the page. But I never did. Just I never like learned it. Daredevil. That's a, that's how. He well, reads. I think he reads to print. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. I always thought that was like a cool looking way to read a book. Uh, uh, I know. Oh, I've read the internet. <laughs> and Dave, no, uh, that's too much information. Oh no, Dave. Oh, I've seen oh so many terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Damn you, Al Gore! Damn you! <laughs> Why did you ever create such a monstrosity? Uh, speaking of monstrosities, yeah, we do find out that find out that Neuron posing as Ray, uh, his big deal is to do the app, yes, uh, and he does a little press conference there at Palmer Tech. Uh, this is called Palmer X. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's in the Palmer of, of your, your hand. hand. Uh, I'm sure, the, there's a still a little bit of Ray in inside of Neuron. Yeah, I think. I, that that the that Palmer little, of your hand. That just, little, mm. That's just enough Ray that it's like oh, there maybe is hope. And I'm just also thinking, like, if somebody said that to me in the real world, is that their catchphrase or something? I would think that it was – it rides that line of being almost too cheesy, but then, like, all right, that's a good play on words. All right. Yeah. So I, I would I – mean, it would stick with you me. Have to, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You have to do it. The Palmer the of palmer your hand. of your hand. Uh, so what uh, he does is that he brings out good old Mona, mm-hmm. our dear beloved Mona, and then – Forces her to Hulk out right there, or Wolf out, right. excuse me, on stage. Wolfing out in front of all the people. But I felt like his threat was kind of like uh, either Wolf out or the same thing's going to happen to you as happened to Konani. Like, well, he just died. So, okay. Yeah, she would die. Yeah, all right. Well, I think what it was was, I'm bringing up, you, you can't control your emotions yet. You don't know how to control your emotions, and... I'm bringing up that 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 uh, the K word, yeah, the K word, and freaking out because we saw in the previous scene when she did that, she started to Hulk out or wolf out. Uh, one of the things that uh, Mr. Mr. Dave Child was mm-hmm. excited to do when we watched this episode because here's a little inside baseball about the Uh-oh. Legends of Tomorrow After Show is that Dave and I don't normally watch the episodes together. Frank hates me. That's not true. I love Dave Child more than anything. <laughs> like, I will not watch it with you. But I, but I, because I just stay at home. It's just easier. And then I come over and do the after show. This mm-hmm. week, though, it worked out that we got to watch it together. Oh, How exciting. It was, what a joyous And thing. when Mona wolfs out, Dave Child was excited to see how I would react to those terrible special effects oh, I love in real Frank time. Frank watching it. It's like him encountering the beef in, in person. <laughs> you know, just seeing the beef form before his eyes was just beautiful. A lot of it is they go to a break. I would look over at Dave like, okay, I roll. Mm-hmm. And I would giggle with glee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mona Wolf's up. Everybody gets freaked out. Yeah. Uh, and you can't, you can't like say, well, that wasn't special effects. It was right in front of my eyes. What I did like about it, though, is that it almost kind of treated it real, where it's like, okay, this was a uh, an event that happened, but, you know, the news cycle goes so fast that it can just be sucked away. Yeah, that was nice. And Palmer's like, well, we only got 2,000. I do like how Kanye's surprise album and a cat taking a bath <laughs> was beating it. That yeah. was great. That was good. <laughs> well, listen, you know, you need a bigger splash than this. So it's time to have a monster attack the capital of the United States. Do it. Got to do it. And that'll get people excited. So originally it was going to be the Minotaur. 
Mm-hmm. But that doesn't happen. And instead, next week, we're going to find out that, uh-oh, we've got Charlie. Finally, the reason our shapeshifter's been around all season <laughs> is, to, is to have her... Uh, <laughs> you have the eyes of Peter Dinklage talking about this season of Game of Thrones. It's just... It's, you're... Oh, boy. You just want to, like... Finally, we've set up why Charlie is there. Oh, boy. You writers are in for it. There we <laughs> you, go. You watchers are in for it. I, like... Yeah, yeah. But Charlie was useful in this one and I feel like if they had done if they had done the like legwork of making it so when Charlie is at this moment kind of sacrificing herself to save people, it would feel a lot better if we kind of knew who Charlie was and was rooting for Charlie. We get this nice little talk between Zari and Charlie. About, hey, you know, when things went down with my parents, my brother told me to run, and I've always regretted it. Yeah. And so if you run now, instead of trying to stay and fight, you will regret it as well. Yeah. I feel like that's the only, I mean, but it's like, I don't know enough about Charlie to really care. Right. Right, but I, I, at least we get, like, a good, I guess maybe they're going to take over Charlie or, like, uh, take over her mind or something, and then they could get whatever monster they want. Yeah. Probably just gonna grow to a big size and turn to a monster. Well, and she even says that her powers are still shoddy. So I don't know if the fairy godmother, free of the restrictions now, mm-hmm. ta- just Tabitha now, can yeah. uh, kind of magically fix Charlie so that sh- her she kind of became powers. a Maleficent uh, Ursula yeah thing going on there, which I kind of like how she went from one. A, like Disney character to another Disney character. That's true. Those poor nice. unfortunate souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Zari, though, we see uh, Zari. I guess to go back to her childhood home. Mm-hmm. And another inside baseball thing is that our recording of Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I kind of messed up. I was going to mention this before. Uh, we we're watching it on DVR as soon as we can, and then what? And then we record this. For some reason, in the AfterBuzz studios, the DVR messed up and missed the first act of uh, of the show. So we had to watch all of it and then go back. So that's why I brought up... It made Gary really seem like a huge dick to us. <laughs> that's true. And I think, I think it really... They put a lot of groundwork into Gary having good reasons for being a dick for, for, to all the Legends of Tomorrow... And we didn't see that until later, and then that's why I was trying to subtly say, like, I think we have to, like, kind of recon our our viewing of it. But the same thing happened with Zari, where it's like, when she all of a sudden went to her childhood home, we're like, what, this came out of nowhere? (laughs) Like, because, but we do get a little bit of that in the very beginning of it. What I did, like, and even just in the... Because I know we've we've been back to that time period in 2019 where she stood away from that and seen herself on the swing set as a child, mm-hmm. and I think she's with Nate and saying like, "Oh yeah, this is this is me as a kid, but I can't go back and change my my my, my right. future. I, I just have to move on and do what I can now." What I did like is they go into her childhood home because then that's a safe place to hide. There, mm-hmm. she knows nobody's at the home right now, so they can duck away and hide in she there. She knows where the key is. 
Uh, I just like the simple thing of her uh, being able to go back to a childhood home, open up the fridge, and have a dessert that she probably has not had since she was that age. And just the reaction of her face, just the acting yeah. of that, I really like that scene. Just a bite, and then like, oh, just the memories that come flooding back in. I have to say, all the complaints we have about Charlie, that the we no longer have for Zari. Yeah. There was a moment when we were like, what, who is Zari? Like, what are, what are we getting out of Zari? And now, I mean, they've put a lot of legwork into her character, and we know who she is, and we get to experience, like, her childhood like this. It's great. Yeah, and it's her relationship with Nate, you know, it's one of those things, like, when it's treated like it is in this episode, where, you know, you they are connected, and they are affectionate to each other, but it, but it's great. It doesn't need to be the main focus. No, not at all. And it's I enjoy like, that. Yeah, they can. the relationship can be behind everything, but it doesn't need to be, like, it's the same thing that's happening with Sarah and Ava right now, too. Yes. Until it becomes a plot point. And, and, then, then, like, yeah. and then you're in this terrible episode where you're... No, it's not it. a terrible episode. It's not a terrible episode <laughs> when you're dealing with their stuff. Because they're, they're evolving the relationship stories with the, with the relationship. Mm. <laughs> what, are you eating an ice cream there? It doesn't look like a sarcastic eye roll anymore. It just oh, no? looks like you're really enjoying it. It's dollar ice cream over there at the mm. little shop at Ikea. And you're just like, mm, 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 mm. yeah, uh, yeah, good, no? good gift opportunity for everyone <laughs> who's watching this. <laughs> I want to cho- choose that gift of Frank Oof. eating mm. an ice cream, invisible ice cream, please. There you go. Uh, please tweet, please make that gift and tweet it at us. I can't be, wait. That would be so disturbing. <laughs> uh, folks, before we get to our next topic, though. <laughs> Please, and we have so many more. You know, we just want to give a big thanks because you know, Dave Great and I. Well, before we watched uh, the episode tonight, before we hopped in the studio, we said, mm-hmm. you know what, we are fortunate enough to have some of the best fans in the world watching our Legends of Tomorrow after show. It's good. It's good that we say that to each other. Yeah, like before we watch any show. Absolutely. Together. So you know, it's like, holy cow, we got some of the best fans. We got to give a chance to give them a special thanks. So thank you for watching us. Yeah, thanks. You're great. Absolutely, you are. You, you get a chance to, you know, let us, giving, you watching us gives us a chance to do the shows that we love, and even if we are uh, frustrated sometimes at some of this stuff, we get to share it with you, and we all, it's like one big We get just to talk about release. you and see how you feel, and you get to tell us how you feel, and we get to have a big conversation all together, and that's great. It's beautiful. Uh, but, you know, like, if, like a good old friend, we're always asking for some help. You know, it's not a ride to the airport, much easier than that. All we're asking is that you go to YouTube, like and subscribe there. If you're listening to us on a podcast, give us a five-star rating when you get, get a chance there. But whatever uh, you're doing when it comes to watching or listening, just get involved. Leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Dave's loving reading these comments here. They're great. There's a couple of great comments I need to go back to when we get to the hell conversation. Ooh, very up. nice. Uh, so thank you, though, for watching and conti- uh, continue to enjoy our shows. Yeah, absolutely. great. Speaking of hell, let's just uh, jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started Constantine's experience in hell just by replaying a little bit of last week's episode. As yeah, it falls in. yeah, it does. And uh, this is my favorite little bit. This is a three comments back, like conversation that's going on in the chat. Uh, Mercenary X eighty four asks, "Why are people still driving cars in hell?" Rabner twenty eight says, "Because it's the Arrow set." And then silhouetted animator said, and Vancouver. And I love that. I love how hell is just Vancouver. And also the Arrow set. That's very true. It's shot like the Arrow set. It looks looks like they're just in the Arrow show. I would think, though, because I mentioned, I think uh, the idea of hell, I don't see cars as a weird thing to have in there because people hate traffic. That's true, but they should be stuck in traffic. 
Yeah, it's, not easily. We're not seeing, I, the, the thing that I am bothered by by this hell is like it looks fun. <laughs> like really? I mean, everyone's kind of mean to one another, and there's like strip clubs, and people are mean. It just kind of looks like a city. I don't understand why it looks like hell itself until we finally get to the triumvirate. Which was, I think, the best part of the hell stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because I guess we see a dancer there. She's all painted up in the neon painting. Yeah, neon painted at the strip club. But I would imagine like that's it's friendly folk on the street that just ask if you want to have a good time. That sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess just that's have fun be with people. Hell. Like, who wants to dance all night? You know, I'm sure you don't get any breaks. You think hell. that's someone stuck? In, that's their hell. Is like they're dancing in a strip club yeah. for that long. I would oh, think yeah, so. Don't you think? True. I mean, maybe. But we don't get to see that. It looks like everyone's just having a fun time. <laughs> it, I didn't see one person, except for maybe some people that were like, that, that person at the beginning who, uh, uh, the the demon, uh, I wrote this down, like, Sestine, or no, uh, Calabraxis, oh, yeah. has like, and is getting some coins out of him. And I think those coins are souls. And I think we're going to find out more about those coins mm. later. I think they're setting up those coins. Because we even get to see one of those coins, like, up close. Yeah. It's like a screaming face. But they never really say what those coins are. And I think the idea is that's the currency that Neuron will get in order to buy. He's basically going to buy his way. Right. Rather than have an army of souls. So he'll have the currency to own hell. But, anyways, it, it is... Some people th- in the chat think that's the uh, their favorite part of the episode was actually the hell stuff. Because I think of Constantine and diving into his backstory. Yeah, and what I always liked in terms of, like, especially with DC Comics, and even Marvel Comics to a lesser extent, when it comes to hell, though, uh, you know, it can never just be Satan. There's always just, yeah. you know, there's a hierarchy of all these other demons and beings that have been referenced in all sorts of mythology or the comic book lore. Right. Uh, and so it was nice to see that come together. So you've got Satan, Belial, and Beelzebub kind of as the triumvirate, which yeah. I thought was cool. And you see Neuron is just a young upstart who's trying to take over. Hey everybody, before we move on to our next topic, I do want to let you know about Anchor, because Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, just like this show, which you can use right from your phone or computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great, just like this one. And they'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere podcasts are heard, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can easily make money from your podcast podcast too with no minimum listenership get started today by downloading the anchor app or you can go to anchor.fm all right guys let's get back to the show yeah but although this does kind of make i was kind of hoping i guess they would it would be too confusing with the lucifer show because that is technically dc comics yeah it's supposed to be hell but because we meet satan i'm pretty sure i mean i guess satan could be different from lucifer Sometimes it is in some lore, but that's usually the same person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in in the Sandman comics, which is kind of the DC Hell, has set up the DC Hell. It's uh, that's the Lucifer from that TV show. Very true. Uh, yeah, because but know, it'll be too confusing if they tried to work that world into it. What if they had uh, the star of Lucifer just just guessing? That'd be for kind this. of amazing. But also, he wouldn't be in hell. He would be in Los Angeles. That's true. I sorry, guys. I got to go back and solve a case. Uh, I'll see you guys yeah, later. Yeah, <laughs> he's solving crime. That's why he can't be there. Yeah, TV shows. <laughs> I would think though, if you're a demon in hell, whether you're in Belial, Beelzebub, or Satan, there. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I'd imagine you got a, you got some uh, control of your form. Why, why would you choose to just be old dudes? Old dudes, scariest thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's the thing with my. I I wanted some monsters in hell. You I wanted some wings. demons. I wanted some like. If you had that like, if you had that same club going, but you had like a decomposing corpse up there, gyrating away, that it would have solved my hell issues. Hmm. I think you just need to have like, oh, these are how the demons are having fun. Yeah, it's not who they're torturing. They're like, he got in through the back door, John Constantine, so he's not one of the many tortured. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's like you could just see like a, a fight scene from Arrow break out as they're chasing right. some kind of drone. It runner. also just feels like, oh, that's what hell is. I feel like there's people that would be into that. <laughs> you know, that's like true. definitely they would, be. would go down to hell and be like, oh, this is like Mick would have love hell right yes. now, and hell should be terrible for everybody. <laughs> that's very true. Not just the good people <laughs> who go down there like, oh, I'd rather be in a library. Ooh. Ooh, I want to be reading my books. Yeah. That's... I don't want to be at some strip club. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. You got to go to a strip club. No! Truly, it is my hell. <laughs> yeah. Don't throw me in the briar patch. No, I guess I will dance on stage. <laughs> well, we see something. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Dance, Dave. Dance. Oh. Oh, <laughs> no. I hope you like this triumvirate. I hope you like this. More GIF opportunities. There just, you go. Just for all you viewers. Whoa. Editorial comments on that. <laughs> that <is> low job. <laughs> so we do get to see something that uh, people have said, if you, uh, as you have said, have been alluding to in the chat. A little more of the Constantine story. Because yes. even from the NBC series, uh, from the pilot episode, Astra was a character that he had lost to hell, and mm-hmm. this is something that had been like a, a baggage that had been placed on the character, and the whole time yeah. we've known him in the televised universe. I was in the pilot he lost. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and that's always been like a touchstone, to like kind of show like the, you know, the agony that Constantine lives through on an entire daily basis. He lost a child to hell. Yeah. And so now he has an opportunity either to save Ray or Astra, and I do like that it, it's true as much as Ray is important. Yeah. Astra's been like... And also, I feel like he would, he probably had the mental... Like math, where Ray wouldn't want to give himself up if he knew Astro was on the line, like another innocent soul. I think that's why he chose Astra. Do you think Ray knows about Astra? No, but what I'm saying is, like, if I if I was in Constantine's shoes, yeah, and I had to choose between like good-hearted Ray and and this innocent little girl at this stage, I know if I brought Ray back, Ray would be like. How dare you do that if he found out about it? Yeah. That's true. I mean, if I had a little girl sitting next to me, I guess I couldn't uh, argue. Yeah, if like, it was yeah, a right. difficult choice, it would that my Sophie's Choice math would go in that direction. You know, I'd be like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, tough to say to a kid, like, you know what? Uh, I'm deliberately now not saving you. Yeah. Uh, see you, kid. But then he found out she ain't a kid anymore. She's now a sexy bad girl. She had to learn on the streets. I learned it from you, John. I learned it from you. She grew up in hell. She's not a little girl anymore. She's not Johnny's little girl. So what's going to happen with her, I wonder, if she's going to be... I don't know if we're going to see her get free or some kind of redemptive arc. The one thing I do like about it is I hope by the next episode we do have some sort of resolution to that character. Yeah. Because I feel like at one in one sense it does... 
you can now clear that off of John Constantine and it opens him up to other stuff that you can do with him as opposed to like he's this is always something at least right now yeah. that you have is an issue with him that you at least have hanging on to him I do hope she's because here's the thing we've seen what happens to a nipple when it's in hell for a year yes and how evil it can turn so a whole person in hell for what like 25 years you know, that's something else. And it's one thing to already be kind of a person that's, you know, kind of deserved to go to hell and you're suffering through that. Mm-hmm. But for a young innocent soul taken there and you watch that innocence just crumble and then get reformed underneath those conditions, you know, that's yeah. that's also rough too. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, but I like the idea that I'm hoping we just resolve it. And that's nice. Like, all right, cool. That, that issue of Constantine's character has been dealt with. And now we're free to do other stuff with that character. Yeah. I'm a little worried they're setting up this character as a legend or something. <laughs> what uh, What do you think the answer that Constantine comes back next season, though? I That's what I think is going to happen. I feel like we've met Constantine's replacement. You think that she... I, I don't know. Uh, they're setting up this, like, oh, look at this of-age hero who could suddenly join the team... And has to be redeemed and spend all this time in hell. And maybe we'll switch places with Constantine. Like, if he ends up sacrificing himself so she can still be saved and he stays in hell, and maybe that's what happens next season, is she's with the Legends and he's in hell and kind of backstory thing is trying to get Constantine out of hell. The only thing that worries me about it is then now we have two characters that have escaped from hell, Charlie Uh and Astra. Yeah. We didn't really service Charlie very well, and so now we'd have a second care that, are we going to service any better? I don't know. I don't know. If that actually happened. Uh, one other thing, uh, as you uh, kind of predicted, that we may see Damien Dark, we got him name-checked. We got him name-checked. And we're still in hell right now. Yes. And I feel like we're about to go into the prison section of hell, because we haven't seen the prison section of hell yet. Does name checking him make him make it to you seem like, oh, I think we got a really good shot of seeing him? Yeah. I mean, we're coming up to the last episode of the season, and I think it's a great place to have a cameo. So I feel like he might pop up. And when you have Nora heading over there, too, to help out, uh huh. You're going to have Ray and Oh, Nora yeah. There. Now Nora's down there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if Nora's down there, yeah. So as we're wrapping up, the one last thing we'll touch on with Nora's story is that. Uh, she ends up making the exchange with the fairy godmother. Someone did not watch Aladdin. That's so true. Then she would know that's a trap. Itty bitty living space is what you got there. Yeah. So she uh, takes the wand to say, hey, yeah, if you get the wand, then you could have the power to heal Mona. Mm-hmm. Not realizing, nope, it's a trap. So if you could take the wand, you really don't have any power. You only have the power when somebody makes a wish. And that's when yeah. you get your power. Yeah. And so it's, it's very, she's a genie in a bottle, baby. You got to. I'm going to rub her the right way. Yeah. Buddy. And now Tabitha is truly free of that curse. I don't think this curse sticks wrong with Nora, though. I think she gets rid of it. No, I mean, I think there's an easy way out, which is Gary wishes it away. Yeah. I mean, I, again, spoiler alert, that's how Aladdin ends. You know, like, I think I think that's the, that's the lesson behind all of this. Oh, you just wish away the, your, the bad the stuff? So I mean... That's the lesson in all you have to do is wish away the bad stuff and the bad stuff goes away. That's what life is like. There you go. Uh, Well, as we get ready to wrap up, let's talk about next week's episode. Mm -hmm. Do a little predictions and a little salutation. Oh, boy. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. 
Now, I believe a prediction we made a while ago is going to happen, whether we like it or not. <laughs> yes, we get to see, at least in the little preview for next week, we get to see Hey World. Oh, Hey World! We thought it would end in Hey World, and here it is ending in Hey World. And sadly, it looks as budget as you would expect. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> it looks beautiful and wonderful. And you know what? You know what I also loved from this episode is we'll do what we do best and Mick says, we're going to form a giant Bebo again or something <laughs> right. along that lines, which I kind of loved. I think there is going to be some sort of Bebo-like thing. I don't think Bebo will come into play. Maybe. That would be interesting. But I feel like it'll be like, I feel like it's going to be the monsters that are in the ship versus whatever... Um, Charlie becomes, and it's going to be a big monster. I think we saw a little flash of maybe the octopus from the um, yeah from way back might have a reoccurrence. So maybe we'll uh, we'll have the octopus fighting all the monsters. Uh, given how we've been on the nose with seeing Hey World in the season finale, mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty confident that my ghost face Tom Wilson is going to show up. Ghost face killer? Yeah, ghost face killer. Tom Wilson. Um, big giant ghost head in the sky, smiling down on, Ray, on uh, Nate. We did have an interesting line from Zari this week, which was, I would love to have a ghost friend. That's true. Maybe we're going to get a ghost friend. I love a ghost friend. And he'll come back in time. We also have our dragon egg, which hatches back there for yeah. Zara in 2019. Oh, that's well. also going to turn into a big dragon. Got a big so dragon. you're going to have like a dragon <coughs> versus like the octopuses. The dragon's going to get in the mix. Also, little Zari has the baby dragon. So how is that going to play? We'll see. I, I feel like the dragon imprints on Zari. Right? Yeah. So even as an adult... The dragons I can recognize is going to recognize. She'll become the mother of dragons. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Look at that game of legends. Game of legends. Dun dun dun. Yeah, who knows <laughs> what she'll do? I know what we'll do. <laughs> Hold up. That's right. We're going to wrap up this episode, and we're going to see you back here in one week yes. to break down the season finale of Legends of Tomorrow. Last episode of the season. I can't wait to talk about it with you all. Uh, don't worry. Uh, our hearts will be with you throughout the hiatus, though. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, we're going to be touring, and so you're going to find out where to see us mm-hmm, in concert mm-hmm, and stuff. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. Moran Child. That's coming, right. to a, <laughs> coming to a bar near you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. Like us on Facebook. Give us those big old five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, if you're watching this after we stream live, no worries. You can comment down below. But if you want to stay in touch with any of us, even after the show's over, Jonathan, I know you don't do the social media, do you? Uh, no. That's right. He no, doesn't. No, Jonathan is a ghost in the wind. There you go. But, uh, you know, he does live modeling. So, you know, find out where find he is and, and he will model for you live. Live half nude modeling. <laughs> half That's nude. Right. But you get to choose which half. That's right. That's right. Yep. Uh, Mr. Dave Child, where can they find you? Where can they find me? I'll tell you where they can find me. You can find me at MR Dave Child on Twitter and the Instagrams and also DaveChild.com because I'm Dave Child. And I just put in a new page on my website 
showing some of my liquid feet dances. So if you want to see more liquid feet dances, that's a good place to go. That's true. In fact, you know, we're speaking of gifts. I know Dave is trying to get people to make gifts of some things this episode. But there is a gif of him dancing with a little alien creature. Yep, it's from the music video Troubled by the Knox. And if you look up Trouble or the Knox, you can send it and you can flirt with people on, on Tinder and Bumble using a gif of me <laughs> dancing with a uh, with an alien because it's on Giphy. Or you can just send it anywhere, so look for it. No, it's only going to be used for flirting. Only That's... use it for flirting. <laughs> hey, babe, want to do this tonight? It's me dancing with a little alien. That's perfect. It's a great way of doing it. Works, uh, <laughs> works for everyone. Works every time. Uh, I'm going to send it to Dave right now and see what my chances are. It's going to be a no. Oh, dang it. All right. Well, I'm not going to give up. <laughs> uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you back here next Monday night <laughs> for the season finale Woo! of Legends of Tomorrow After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Speed N- off. Nipple off. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 